Um, my name is Carmen Hochaber. I coach volleyball at Concord Christian School. I've been there. This is going on my eighth year. Uh, I teach elementary PE, and this year I'll be doing a little bit of middle school PE. I'm the assistant athletic director there. Uh, we moved here from Colorado in 2007. So we've been here a, a little while and love it and wouldn't uh, trade it for the world. Uh, we have three adult children and they're all very athletic and uh, two went on to play professional ball and one would have, but he got the Tommy John surgery and had to go a different route. So, Well, that's great to hear. Um, I know uh, there's been a lot that's happened between our time at Coastal together and now, especially when this summer kind of got derailed for everything. Um, Crazy. And I know we had talked about me coming out there and maybe you guys coming out here somehow. And I know that a lot of things kind of just went awry, but it's been, it's still been great catching up with you guys here and there and staying in touch and seeing how everyone's doing. Um, Seeing your assistant coach is still very active and uh, yes. guys doing great, which is awesome to see. Um, yeah. uh, I know we had talked previously, which is like one of my first things I wanted to talk about was your uh, team culture and what makes Concord Christian kind of stand alone in a sense um, within your conference in your area. We work hard on that. Uh, we work hard on our, our developing uh, just team chemistry and friendships that are outside the volleyball arena. But um, I think that has helped us. We're a very small school, less than, well, maybe around 200 in our high school. Uh, but we compete with every big school that's here in Knoxville. Um, we've been blessed with really good athletes and um, the Lord just keeps bringing more to us. We've had uh, one come today from um, another school, and so she'll start with us. We had uh, one from uh, Farragut come this last year, and uh, she's going to be our libero. She got out of her cast today, so we're excited that uh, her thumb is healed now, and <laughs> we'll get her back on the court. But uh, we work hard on the mental part of the game. And, and with that comes the chemistry. Like, if I don't know who you are, and I don't know, um, you know, and have a very good relationship with you, I'm not going to go to battle for you. Yeah. And I want my kids to know who, who they are and who they're uh, playing next to so that when it is time to go, get on the court for a match, they're going to go to battle for them. So uh, they, they love that. They love that challenge. It's something that is not taught as much as skill. Yep. And um, I know that our girls love coming back and playing high school ball together. Um, we've competed at a high level, we've been to state for five years and back-to-back uh, -back, uh, years as runner-up at the at the title. So um, we're just working on that that final one, you know. But it's it's been um, it's been good to work with these young girls. We have a young team. We have one senior this year, Michaela Profeta. Mm -hmm. And so um, we still have a lot of freshmen that we're counting on. We have sophomores. Uh, our big crew this year is now the junior class. And um, we have some amazing players at that level. So. so, and I know like between, like with college, it's a lot easier. You don't have to worry about who's going to show up. People want to come to you. Um, how are you, uh, especially as like a private school, how are you guys tackling like the, well, it's, I'm, I don't want to say recruiting needs because that's a very gray area, but how are you tackling those, like filling those spots? I never mention 
anything to any girl about Concord. I, I try to just have a winning season and the winning season brings the girls. And we've had over 10 girls come from other schools uh, to play at Concord. And it just, I think with the reputation that we have developed speaks louder than any word ever could. So I think um, what girls look for is stability in their coaching programs. And with most schools, there's such a turnover year after year. And um, I just try to stay and, and be that constant for them because I think that also helps develop and build a program when they know it's not going to be a different coach every year, every, you know, season that they come. Yeah. So that, that helps. And I know it's, it's also nice to watch, um, especially with you and um, uh, WGB who came in um, here to coastal camp and how you guys are rivals in a sense. And you, you guys do compete in the same area, but yet when you get into like a camp style environment like this, or when you just see each other, um, it's very friendly, but it's very intense. And it's really cool to see coaches and athletes, you know, you have that, that mutual relationship on and off the court without having it to make it like, oh, we don't like them. We have to beat them. You guys very much push each other and bring each other up. I hope that's always the case. Um, they love to compete, but I I try to teach once they cross the line, there's another level that of intensity that you got to acquire. Um, practice, we practice hard. We practice a lot of drills, a lot of skills. Right now we're conditioning a ton. They've probably, you know, and one thing this year that's different is they're running a mile and we're doing it at least once a week. We started out doing it a couple times a week and um, it's a challenge for them. I'm sure that they don't like it, but it, it brings a different uh, character to them too. It's like, I'm going to get it under, you know, I, I'm having them do it under eight minutes mm -hmm. and um, just having them in shape having them ready helps. But um, when we see other teams, we, they have fun with them. They love to bring other people in. Uh, but it's, it's the challenge of, can we beat them when, when the time comes too? So. Yeah. And it's, it, it's nice to see, it's nice to see coaches and teams and athletes from other like other regions and areas that I've never dealt with and never seen. Uh, it's always fun to kind of get a little bit of an education to see how everything flows. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's why I love doing all those camps because we have to learn all of you and you have to learn us in a matter of minutes for everything to work. And when we get that, like, I love when certain teams show up because I already, I don't have to worry about putting a face on. I don't have to worry about, trying yep. to appeal to anybody, we can just get right to work, which is right. what I had with Concord was you're all just so lively. You talk all the time. We're going back and forth the chatter. And so we can be the loudest court in the gym and we can always kind of just, all right, you guys, we have this drill down. Let's make it harder. You want to make it harder? And Oh yeah, let's make it harder. We're like, what do you have? So it's always nice to be able to get that feedback in the way where they can kind of take control a little bit and we get to see how hard they want to be pushed. You challenged my girls. And they're always up for that challenge. They love it. Um, I think we have the athletes to challenge. Sometimes you don't. And, mm -hmm. and so you have to ease off a little bit. But we have the athletes to be challenged. And, and they were always up for your challenges. So that's awesome. And I love what you're doing right now, working with the athletes and one-on-one. Um, -on -one, uh, your gym space is amazing. I appreciate um, it. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's cool. I just wish somehow you were closer because what we 
fight here is gym time mm -hmm. and uh, just trying to have the, the time in the gym to condition like that. So kudos to you. Which I'm, I'm hoping and praying. I hope and praying everything works out in the next month or so because we have a couple big plans that we're looking to usher out. That's a few people around here know, but we're gonna. That's kind of all the information I want to give out right now. But okay, we'll we'll be waiting for it. Big shifts to where um, next club season will be a little bit easier for us at least, and we'll be able to appeal to more people. But um, yeah, it's it's really nice. I know I was talking to a few of the girls from Concord and some were going to come out here from, to Myrtle beach for a tournament. And then, you know, COVID happened and everything. And yeah. we were actually supposed to come out to, I think my, my 17s, we were supposed to come out to K2 oh. uh, in, uh, um, I can't even think of what it's called. Um, uh, wasn't the JVA challenge, uh, uh, K2 summer blast. And okay. we were supposed to all come to that tournament and, um, then I got pushed back and I got pushed back again and they got canceled. And that was the one thing I was really upset about was, yeah. was that tournament and another one where we got to travel way out of our region. We got to go see ball that no one around here sees and you get to see a different mindset, really a different mm -hmm. impression and right. really cool to see that. And, um, I just love seeing all the coaching styles, Yeah, especially in high school, because there's such a vast change in place to place on how people do things. I agree. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different ones. Um, my style, I, I try to work hard during the practice. And so in games, I don't have to correct much. Just yeah. timeouts, you know, just making a, a few adjustments. But, um, and also I, I keep a pretty cool head. You know, I, I play coach pretty even keel but it's effective because when i have to go off it works for me yeah they, they're like oh my we don't ever see that and and i get their attention and they push harder it the girls are so sweet i mean i i am really really lucky i don't have any attitudes i don't have to um we don't set curfew we don't have to do any of those things that I used to have to do. Um, they usually try to beat me to the gym and <laughs> they just come in, they set up, they take down. When it's our time uh, after the matches, they know their drill. They just go and tear down the net, put up the chairs. And it's pretty impressive. People like take a look and say, wow, we don't, expect anybody to help you know cater to us so uh they're a great group of girls I mean, I, that's a big thing i try and do with with my teams is just as much as many forms of respect as possible and as many forms of like individual responsibility just like you're saying with tearing down the net not waiting for someone to tell you you know you hold a certain image when you go somewhere and you know if you're wearing if you're wearing your your logo, it's, you want to make it look good. Right. And, you know, it does reflect because I've, you know, I have heard of athletes when they, you know, when something happens and someone says, oh, you know, they go to their coach when it has nothing to do with, with the sport and say, I saw, I saw this shirt and they were doing this. And, you know, it, it, it does come back to you and it's not always great, but you hope you never have those conversations. Right. I haven't had to have that at Concord. Um, but what I am really preaching this year is if you know better, do better. And they're taking that on that challenge on because, uh, and I tell them, if you come into the gym and you don't leave better than what you came in, you're not working hard enough. I want you to get better every time you come into the gym or we're spinning our wheels because, um, last year at, at state, you know, we struggled with some serves at crucial times. And so now I call it the pressure cooker. I created a, a drill that is pretty intense, but they have to go hard. They can't just try to serve and, you know, just make it a, a lobby over. It's got to go full speed. 
And if they don't make it, then they're on the line doing suicides. And it's a mind over matter because you want the ball when it matters. And um, we got to get through that mental air in our head that we can make that serve when it's time. So we're working, you know, really hard on, on that. So it's different things we try to do to get the level high, keep it high. What do you, what do you do for um, like your, your, your team bonding? How do you, how do you create that, that internal struggle to actually flow or how do you change that internal struggle to flow between everybody? Uh, we spend a lot of time talking after practice. Uh, we talk about our game. We talk about, uh, I, I think too, what brings us closer is like today after practice, I asked him for a God story and we probably had five or six people on the spot. Tell me a God story. And it's not, um, it's just things that they recognize to give credit to, to God. And, um, when, when you sit around and you hear stories like that, it brings you closer. We do, uh, we're starting tomorrow, um, devotions after our practices. And, um, you know, it, it goes back to, if I know what your needs are, what, um, who you are, how I can pray for you, when, when I'm playing next to you, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I can because I have a relationship now with you and that helps them on the court. I, I really feel it starts with just having those kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. um, it's that's, that, that's been an issue I've seen a lot is you have, and I, I believe this is what it is. And I know everyone, you know, there's certain people that want to say it differently, but I think there's more insecurity more than courage because people don't want to be seen a certain way when they say certain things. And, mm -hmm. you know, it gets very, sometimes it gets very difficult because I, as a coach, even personally, I don't want to pry and I don't want to make you have to be vulnerable, but I feel yeah. like you have to take that leap into that area of yourself in order to yeah. grow. I mean, what what are you doing along with what we just talked about in order for them to understand that it, it's okay to be vulnerable and that the majority of the time, or not majority of the time, sometimes you're going to have to be that way in order to get better? A couple things on that topic. Um, at the beginning of our tryouts, I pull one-on-one -on -one aside and I kind of do an interview with them. I ask him several questions and uh, from the time our kids were little, we would, you know, ask uh, like, if you get frustrated in a match, if you get down on yourself, how can I help you get through it quicker? You know, do you like to be yelled at? Some kids say, yes. I had two, two of my own say, yes, just yell at us. I love it. It raises their intensity. They, they work harder. Some say, just tell me what I need to do, you know, what I did wrong. And, and that's good. Some say, I'm, I'm just so nervous, you know, just make me laugh. I've had several different answers, but I think it's important as coaches to know how to get them through that because everybody goes through it. They get, you know, a, a miss, uh, pass and and then another one and oh my is she gonna pull me out i like to work them through it because that's only going to make them better but um once i know what they want and i had a player a couple years ago say oh i i just just yell at me i'm good with that until i yelled at her and she's like um maybe you just need to tell me what i need to do you know so they don't know themselves yet they're still learning but the one-on-one -on -one conversation with them asking them a lot of questions and then at the end i always say do you 
do you feel comfortable coming and talking to me um, about anything, like any drama? Would you feel comfortable? Because drama with girls happens. Mm-hmm. And if you can nip it quick, it's only going to make your team stronger. Yeah. Um, there were, there were, there was a couple girls, um, I don't know, three years ago or so that had just an outside beef with each other. I put them in the closet and I said, don't come out until it's fixed. And if you can't fix it, you're gone. I mean, sometimes you got to be hard on them, but they came out and I said, if I hear anything about it from, from anybody, that means you're talking about it and we can't have that either. So they worked it out in the closet, came out and we moved on. Never heard about the issue again. So I'm not, um, I'm not afraid to discipline. I've had some uh, teams where I ended up having to make three strikes, you're out policy. But I think it was just to teach them that I meant business. You don't come to practice late. You don't come to a match late. You know, um, if you have to miss, that's a strike, no matter doctor's appointment, whatever. Then you found out who your ones that wanted to be there were. And I did it one year and never had to do it again. So different things have worked. But I was one of those kids when I was playing. Uh, my senior year in my, my high school, I think I broke several of those rules. And I needed that in my life. I didn't have the discipline in my life that I needed. And I feel like that's one of the reasons I'm still coaching today. Yeah. Because kids need boundaries. And, and the tighter you get them, the more they respect it. Yeah, which is, it's, it's funny to think about that because it doesn't make sense when you say it. And a lot of people, it doesn't make sense when you tell them that. But you see, it is true because you see that performance and their, their, their vision narrows. The vision narrows to what they want. And mm-hmm. then they just work harder and harder and harder. And then when you give them something, and it's not even saying like they can't do it, but you give them such an, what seems like an insurmountable goal, they just go, okay, well, in my mind, um, you know, someone out there is telling me I can't do it. So I'm going to work. I'm going to at least try and prove one person wrong mm-hmm. or at least prove myself wrong in whatever the self-doubt is, which is right. always cool to see those athletes that you don't have to really coach. You could just tune their skills. Right. I've had, um, I've had a couple players too that didn't think they should have been – I feel they, what they were thinking is they didn't deserve to be on varsity. So if they made a mistake, they would giggle and laugh and try to laugh it off. And then I talked to him and I said, you deserve to be here. You're good. Now play like it. The laughing went away. They got serious about it and their level went sky high. So uh, just the confidence in players is always a battle. I think being a female, we always have a battle going on in our mind Mm -hmm. and we got to learn to hear positive, not negative, because we we tend to talk negative to ourselves a lot. Mm -hmm. And the more we can talk positive, because we can create our own reality in our head, you know, and it's what we tell ourselves. We can be good. We can be the best. We deserve to be here. I remember when I was a freshman in high school and it was volleyball. I went to my coach and I said, I think I can beat out this, this senior that we have. And she said, I'll give you the opportunity. And she did. She waited for me after the match, shook my hand. She said, you proved your point. I want that for my players. Prove me wrong. I might have the wrong person here but are you going to prove me wrong that I do? So that's helped me be a better coach yeah. and a fair coach. I think um, if there was one word, I think the girls would say I, I'm fair. 
um, I don't, I don't play, play you because of who you are or, you know, whatever it's because you're, because I want to be fair to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know, I know that's, you know, coming from a male perspective, it, it does get hard sometimes trying to talk to them and trying to get them to open up, which is why I've brought in a lot of people I've brought in lately um, and plan to have for the next coming years is to get them to kind of have that buffer and to give them that like almost like that big sister feel to where they have someone they can relate to. Um, I know even for me growing up, it was kind of like, I didn't really want to, I didn't want to talk about certain things and I didn't feel that I needed to bring it to my coach or to my teammates. And, you know, I know I lost out on some stuff, but it's kind of the same thing like you're saying, I want to bring what I didn't get to those I feel should have it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's one of those things that it, that, that goal is, I think it's more like a dream. You end up living it for a very, very long time, but it never ends. And once you, it's like, once you start it, you've made it, but it's only your first moment out of thousands. Yeah. And I know with, with some of the girls, I mean, I think it's just most females in general, when they're growing up, especially teenagers are getting middle school, high school. There's so many changes. There's so many things going on socially that they have a certain image they want to keep. And it's not always a confident image. It's not always a proud image, like a really good tall standing image. And it's, you know, I've looked at them and go, I don't, I don't care if you don't hang out with the girls in your team. But what I do ask is that you are a family and that if someone needs you, they can call on you. And if they want to talk to you, it should not matter what your social circle looks like because you shouldn't have one. If you have a, I know for me personally, I have, you know, a business circle. I have a volleyball circle Yeah. and I do have my own personal circle. And at some point, all of those intertwine or at least two of them do at any time. But I think there's so many life skills and life values that us as coaches, when we only have hour and a half to two hours, four to five days a week, if we're lucky, it's very hard to instill those things. And it's not, it's one of those things, it's not trying to take the place of the parents, which I think some, some parents take that offensively. I've had coaches from other sports who have gotten into arguments with parents because they feel like they're intruding when all they're trying to do is just give them their ear. And uh, I wish there'd be a little bit more consideration. And I think it just takes time for people to see that. Right. I always do a parent meeting at the beginning of our season. And when I talk to my parents, I try to tell them, you know, what is going to be expected from their daughters. And I think the more the parents are informed, no matter if it's a fundraiser, a tournament, uh, the more they're informed, even discipline will help them back you. And I think sometimes we're not doing a a good enough job informing parents what it looks like. Some are brand new parents to athletics. And I remember when I played, I didn't want my mom saying a word to the coach. You know, I just don't, don't try to cause any waves or trouble, you know, but I think, um, the more we let them know that, hey, if they get in trouble, I'm going to be doing this or they might have to run. But Anthony, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, because this has been a family discussion here this last week. uh, We have some players that um, might be losing interest, not working 110 mm. percent. Uh, they like being with their friends. They like to. Mm. They like the social part of it a lot. Um, how do we keep them involved? Do uh, we push them because we need to show them what what hard work looks like? Yeah. Or are they starting to tell us this is not their thing? 
Um, I, there's, there's, a, I, I've, I juggle with that all the time because I've watched kids that I think have potential. Maybe they're not truly, truly gifted D1, whatever, but I think they have a gift that they can use throughout college if they see fit. I think it gets, I think it's a case by case thing. Um, sometimes, uh, I know some people fall out of love with this, with sports. Um, it could be a personal thing. It could just be, they lost interest. Um, I know that a lot of the changes I see happen, happen like once they get into high school and then once they get to the latter half of high school is that mm-hmm. 14, 15s year and then the 17s to 18s. I think those are the two huge cutoffs right now. Um, you got those kids that are madly in love with the sport for the first two, three years. And then uh, they hit a different social structure, different event in their life. And then somehow everything diverts. Um, I like to put, and this is something I've struggled with a lot, but I like to put the responsibility in the athlete's hands rather than force their hand. Um, I mean, when it comes to club, it's a little different. It's a yes or no. Like, are you going to play or not? Because at that point it's financial. Then, then your parents get involved and that's a big issue. But I know with high school, yeah, I've, I've fought with that before. Um, where they feel it's it's social more than it is serious. And then you have those athletes that come to you and they're mad because they're like, I feel I'm here. I'm wasting my time now because I'm putting all this effort in. Um, I've had team discussions where I just sit and moderate. And I say, look, I want to see this is an open debate, but there is no, there's no swearing. There's no negative talk. There's, honest opinions. You guys have to hold each other accountable and you have to treat this like, you know, you're working together in a sense, because when you get to that place in your life and you have an issue in the workplace, you can't just cry about it. You can't just Mm -hmm. say, I'm here just to hang out. I'm here because that person's giving you a paycheck for a service. And you kind of have to look at it as your paycheck is, it's not so much your wins and losses, but it's more of the respect and admiration you're gaining from your teammates, your coach, and the ones watching and supporting you. And mm-hmm. you're, you're paying that with your time in, in the gym, in the weight room, doing extra lessons. And I feel it's almost what's their input and output and how do they see themselves? I don't, I mean, there's, I think it's, it, it's, it's hard. I, I find it hard to summarize, but that's kind it of is. It is. With our three kids when they were little, we didn't have to push. We never really pushed. My husband might think that there were times that we had to decide, hey, do you really want this? Because now it's up to you. But I remember with my daughter, we had the keys to the gym. She would take my keys. She'd go by herself, put up the net. She wanted to learn to jump serve at a very young age. And she would just do it in the gym by yourself. And so the dedication and the push was always there for them. Yeah. But now, like, for example, I had uh, elementary and middle school camps that just finished. I had 20 about in each camp. And for the first time ever, we learned to do the (laughs) what we did at camp, actually, the the cotton-eyed Joe. They loved it, and it made me think, you know, it's, it's all, it all full circles around. If you have fun with the people you're with, and then you do some volleyball on the side of it, and then you get good at volleyball, mm-hmm. that's going to be a long, a, a team that sticks together. Yeah. You know, if they would have just come in and just done volleyball, for the hours that we were in the gym, they might've got burnout easily mm-hmm. or quicker. Now I have two granddaughters that were at my camp this year. It was really fun. The older one who's gonna be, well, I think she's 10. Uh, she came in, her mom called me and she goes, oh my goodness, she was up at six o'clock waiting to go to your camp. She was so excited. 
And I'm thinking, I wonder if it's because she knew she was going to dance or if it was volleyball. But at that point, it really doesn't matter. She's yep. with a great group of people learning some skill. We don't know where these kids are going to go. Some of them might not stay with volleyball. But I think if the love is there and the fun and their friends, that builds that builds family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've struggled, I've struggled with trying to keep athletes from quitting, whether they're whether I feel that they have potential to play at the next level or not. It's right now, it's not there's no extra financial responsibility that they have. So this is like one of your only, you know, unless you get a scholarship to play in college. And even then, if you're in college, you're already there. This is going to be one of your only times to go do something that you love for free. In a sense, it's just devoting your time. And obviously time is valuable, but you know, in high school, you're not having to pay to play unless you're in, obviously there are certain programs that have to do that. Um, But you have certain levels of coaching that you're not going to get other places. You have dynamics you're not going to learn anywhere else. You have life lessons. You have memories. There's there's so many things that you wouldn't experience. Um, and then yeah. you take it to the next level, and maybe you maybe you end up somehow progressing to where you can go another step, or you go right into coaching, or you just it preps you the perfect way for your job. You, people just don't know, um, and right. it doesn't make it doesn't make the ones who are not in athletics any less by any means because there's so many people who are so gifted in those things. It's just, you know, I, I don't care if you don't play volleyball, if you're making a difference, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. Cause just how you said, you know, they, they did the cotton eye Joe at the very end. And, yeah. you know, I know with my camps and even my training, my lessons, I like to put in games here and there. Like we yes. did on Monday, we did, um, a lift and we cut the lift short so I could teach them um, a little bit of boxing. Like I brought in boxing gloves and taught them. Oh, how to I love it. So little things like that. Um, you know, I've got little reaction lights that we can do one-on-one like heads up challenges and yeah. uh, we can do timed stuff and um, I'll bring spike ball with me and we'll play in the gym or, you know, little things like that where yeah, it's exercise, but mm-hmm. it's more, you know, I can beat you at this and it's not having to worry about a number so much. Right. Like we can we can take the whole numerical side out of it and just have fun. Right. We started our camp every day with an icebreaker, which was a game. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the character of my, my team. I split them up. I said, uh, JV, you come in the morning with the elementary and varsity, you come in the afternoon with my middle school. All of them were there morning and night. You know, they just all want to be together. And so it was um, when when my players got to work with the little ones one-on-one, each one teach one. I, I think that's the best way for a little one to learn mm-hmm. is, you know, just looking up to an older player, getting to know them. They're going to know who they are by name when when it's time to play volleyball and they can cheer for them. Um, just, you know, having fun with seeing the bigger girls. And that could have been a big part of the fun of our camp. Because when uh, the first uh, icebreaker that we did was um, a tag game. And they, the high school did it too. And so it just makes it fun to have the interaction. And I think it's very important for your program to all be involved, you know, elementary, middle. The first time I ever did a elementary camp, I only had four little players. Mm -hmm. Three of them now are on my uh, junior varsity, they're freshmen. So they've stayed with it and gone through. And and this year we had one of our biggest camps. So, it's fun working with them. Yeah. Um, I, go ahead. I've learned, I've learned so much more teaching 
like the 14 and younger ones than I have teaching the high schoolers because, you know, those girls are already so eager, especially the ones that have never played or have watched all the college girls and the women's national team play. And they go, I want to do that. And so when they come in, they're, you know, they're bright eyed and they're ready to go. And they say, I want to be able to do this. I want to do this. And then, you know, you just, you're teaching just the basics of passing maybe. And then, and then you have this big celebration when they make like just one okay pass. It, it didn't have to be amazing. It didn't have to be perfect. They make one okay pass and everyone blows up in excitement and they don't forget that. And I think that's what it curbs me so much to where I have to realize like, this is, this is not a business, you know, whether if you're running a club or not, I get that, but it's not a business. This is a memory and it should be an enjoyable process. Right. You know, it's not always going to be enjoyable at a later age. It will turn into, you know, I'm doing this for a reason, Mm -hmm. but you know, you, you learn how to switch that gear when they get older and then they start asking certain questions. They start saying things differently. And, you know, you have 12 year olds who go, I want to jump surge. And then you have, you know, 17 year olds to go, I want to play in college. And I think, I, I think it is one of those memorable moments. And I think it's what makes you a better coach is when you have those athletes come out of nowhere and say, I want to work with you and I want you to teach me. And I sit there and go, well, I'm like, I'm not, I used to think 30 was old, but you know, now I'm like, I'm 30 and I go, they're asking me for my advice. And there are days where I'm like, I'm not qualified to do that. (laughs) But you know, you, you, you look back and you see, you see what you've done and you see what you can do. And, you know, I hope all those athletes realize that no matter what age we're at, we're still trying to get better every year, every practice. And there's plenty of times that, um, coaches go home and they think about one athlete and they hope that they're doing okay because they heard something that happened or, you know, they're hoping and praying that everyone wakes up the next morning or whatever it is, because right. it is, it is just like you said, it is that family environment and we do it want to make sure everyone's okay. Absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> it's fun. Coaching is fun. It's uh, not ever for the money. No. But when you can uh, instill in them life skills to move forward and, and be a better human, then I think we've done our job. Yeah. And I know, I know my big thing is with all the athletes I deal with, um, mainly they're all female, at least for volleyball, um, is I want them to be able to walk out of the program at 18. Um, some will drop off, obviously, but whenever they, they walk out of the program, I want them to be able to walk out um, as an individual person, not as a follower. I want them like our, my main company is my main company logo, you know, motto is I do not chase, I lead. So mm-hmm. I want yeah. them, I want them to be able to lead in whatever they're doing. I don't want them to have to feel like they have to put their head down and walk behind somebody. Yeah. Uh, they, they have standards, they have morals, they, keep a certain image you know I always make the joke you know stay away from boys like you don't need them you know it's you stay stay by yourself be be independent yeah and you know I want them going into college as adults I want them to be able to do certain things that I know sometimes you know they're looked down upon for doing I know they just had the first female baseball coach uh for the Giants just debuted last night so um, like those things are possible. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. If you look at how many male softball coaches are there in college, but you don't see any baseball coaches that are female. I mean, the same thing's starting to happen with football now, um, you know, with their, with their coaches and their strength coaches. And I think it's one of those things. It's that, that ceiling is being broken and they're getting these opportunities <laughs> They're getting these opportunities and they're able to do these things that they didn't used to be able to do. And now they're being able to see it finally, which is amazing. Right. I I love your motto, you know, to lead. But I think too, we all have to show the athletes to lead and be, and be bold in leading 
but humbly and grateful. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's such a difference. There's some that feel like leading means being loud and I'm the show. And I, I think that turns off the uh, people that you're trying to lead. Is that your puppy? That's not my puppy. <laughs> They're always like that. But um, yeah, it's, it, is, it is one of those things where um, we have to make sure that they are humble and when, when they go and do things that they're not walking around arrogant just because they're a captain or, you know, saying, I have this power, I'm going to use it a certain way. And it's nothing, it's nothing that um, is going to go to their head. So when they go and do stuff, you know, if someone's down, they're going to pick them up. It's not about... It's not about the, like with soccer, or no, sorry, well, uh, like with soccer, it's not about the captain's sleeve or the captain's badge. It's about how do you, how you act and what you do. So it's never, it's never about the stats. It's more about the, the human being. Yeah. I started a program last year in my, in my volleyball called the ambassadors program. And what I look for in that is not just the captains. Um, it's people that are doing good in the classroom. They um, just are responsible all across the board. They don't have detention. They're not getting in trouble. Um, because I want those ambassadors, when we have people come to tour our school or for volleyball, I want my ambassadors to take them and show them around and tell them about our school and and to be the one that uh, represents who we are. And so it's really been a, a nice thing. I want to follow up with that and give those kids that are ambassadors leadership programs to go to, to become leaders. Because our top people that are out in the world and doing well are top athletes that are scholars as well mm. you know those are prominent employees and so if we can teach them to be better leaders and and give them those responsibilities they want to ra rise to the occasion and i think it's it's a positive so we've been I, doing that and like the last the, the last big point i wanted to make was um all these athletes, even even after their careers over or done, you know they're they're not finished. I think that's another big thing is you still can give back, you still can get better as a person. Uh, just because you're not playing in a competition per se for a college or a high school or a club, doesn't mean it's over. I mean, there's always a bigger picture. It, those four years, eight years, whatever it is, those are your, that's just a stepping stone. And I know it's right. hard. It's hard for those young athletes to see it when they're. 12 or 13, you know, they hit high school, that's their, or, you know, 12th grade, that's their, their first, oh my God, my high school career is over. And then it's, oh, I get to start over in a sense, my a college. And then they go, oh my God, my college career is over. I'm never playing again. And it's, it's true, but it's not. I think there are athletes that go, you know, playing with this jersey is over, but playing in general and me being involved in this community is just starting. Or it might not be playing, but it might be a shift yeah. to lead in another way in your sport. Yeah. You know, for example, my assistant coach played for me three years ago mm. and got sick and couldn't play anymore. Had to drop out of school. She was so sick. And I knew that that was just crushing her. So I pulled her in. I brought her back, made her my assistant. She is just amazing. She is such a giver. And she brings so much to the table for my team that um, I, I could have missed very easily because of her age, she was... 18 when she came on as my assistant she does everything I ask she's you know just very loving she 
leads in prayer most nights, you know, and um, just so it might not be just because you end your season after high school or college. My daughter, who played professional ball for, I don't know, 15 years, um, now the AVP went on, you know, because of COVID. And so she, you know, she's like, I don't know, am I done playing? You know, am I retired? We're not playing anymore on the AVP. They just started back up. But um, you can always give back in a different way. So. Oh, most definitely. Um, yeah. so I'm going to ask one more thing of you. And that is um, what advice would you give to those young girls, just like, you know, the elementary girls or the little ones that are coming out for the first time, um, trying out, trying the sport or they're already in the sport. What would you, what best piece of advice would you say to them? Uh, I tell them to come try. It's so much fun. And I push the fun because if it's not fun, why are you there? Yeah. And I, I can make elementary this year. We started for the first time in first grade and I had five first graders come. Hmm. I'm a firm believer because of my daughter who came to camp when she was two years old with me, they can hear it. They can learn it in their mind without physically doing it. Yeah. So even if they're on the sideline watching, they're learning. So it's a different, maybe a different way to learn, but they process a lot and quickly. So I just tell them to come out. It's so fun. It's so easy. I, for camp, got a couple different gadgets to make it fun. Uh, I put the volleyball on a bungee, hung it from the basketball hoop. So we worked on their approach and even the tiniest little kid could spike that ball down. So, and then uh, it looks like a um, shepherd's hook where you hook the ball into it. We had that for camp and just some different things to help even the short ones that want to do the same thing. So I, I would just tell him it's, it's fun and it's easy to pick up. You know, so it's growing. It's oh, it's yeah. one of the most popular sports and fastest growing in the world. So they need to come out and try it when they're young. Oh yeah, most definitely. So, but I just want to say thank you for for coming thank on. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Oh well, thank. You. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I hope your season goes well, especially with everything going on. Um, I know. Definitely keep us updated. Um, and if any of the games live stream or anything, um, let me know. Um, we I'll, are. Okay. I will, I will definitely watch when I can. Um, okay. So, but I just want to say thank you again. Uh, I thank will talk in for sure. Okay. I'll tell my girls that you said hello too. Okay. Thank you so much. See All ya. Right. Bye. Bye. -bye.